0: Gentlemen and IOT professionals all over the world, you are listening now to Real World IOT, uh, powered by 151 Advisors. I am Ken Briota, your host, and here on Real World IOT, we try to strip the varnish off, talk about the issues that are actually facing the IOT industry uh, without the veneer of marketing speak, safe language, and... Uh, You know, CYA. We're here to uh, talk real talk and give you real actionable uh, help moving forward. Uh, We have a slightly unusual uh, uh, episode today. I'm really excited. Uh, My guest today is uh, Christian Salamini, and Christian is going to tell us a little bit about uh, an exciting new venture called IOTM. How are you, Christian?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks, Ken.
0: Uh, really great to have you on the show. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we'll get into the uh, the news here today.
1: Yeah, uh, happy to do so, and uh, thank you for uh, taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, well, well, first of all, um, I've been working in the m to m or IoT industry for about 20 years. Uh, when, when I started in this space, I was working for a company that did vehicle tracking systems using GPS. And we were actually a buyer of connectivity, and we sourced connectivity from the likes of Verizon and AT&T. Uh, we were, at that time, using one megabyte data plans that cost us anywhere from 20 to $30 a month. There was really no way to uh, measure how much data we were using. We got a printed bill every month if we wanted to take a device off the network or add one. We literally had to call into a sales rep and (laughs) tell them the device ID over the phone. So it was a lot of fun and um, all all good when you're deploying, you know, 50, 100 devices. Uh, But then as things started to evolve and the uh, the IoT industry started to grow, I left the, the vehicle tracking company. And went to work for a company called Jasper Wireless, who's since been uh, purchased by uh, Cisco. Mm -hmm. But while I was there, uh, we were functioning as an MVNO, so we were sourcing connectivity wholesale uh, from the operators. And then we transitioned our model, where we started to license the platform to the likes of AT and T and KPN and Rogers, and I helped launch those those operators. And this was really the start of uh, a smarter connectivity uh, type of play, where you could see some visibility into the devices you had deployed, um, you had some analytics, so, some information there. Yep. But uh, the the challenge was a lot of companies uh, didn't buy from operators that only used Jasper. They were buying from Vodafone or Verizon or via Ericsson. And,
0: and underlying
1: those, those platforms in some cases were multiple operators. So as people started to deploy hundreds into thousands to tens of thousands and in some cases millions of units managing these devices became really really challenging. So, I was uh I moved uh through a couple different operators. I worked for uh Rogers uh for a number of years running uh, their worldwide sales for their uh, machine-to-machine uh sales group and then launched North America for Telefonica when they were building out a partner uh, program and ecosystem. But through all of that and all the connectivity that myself and my team sold, um we were still seeing some challenges in the industry where people uh, who are developing solutions and deploying in many, many different devices were having challenges in managing all of that connectivity and, importantly, how much they pay. So um, I left the industry formally about four years ago. (laughs) I went to work for a payments company, and um, I came on board um, just to help as a board advisor to this company, IoTM, uh, in the fall of last year, and and that's kind of why we're here today as they... uh, have a lot of solutions that solve that challenge that uh, I was faced with when I was a buyer of connectivity and then a lot of my customers were when we were selling connectivity to them over the course of the last, uh, you know, eight to ten years.
0: And uh, that is a beautiful segue into me asking, how do they do that? How are they addressing some of these payment issues? I mean, it's a it's a big issue and it's only going to get bigger. So I'm curious about what the the solution they're offering is.
1: Yeah. So, so what they did is really interesting. So, a lot of the uh, platforms out there have APIs. So, yeah. they will allow different solution providers to tie into them and move uh, devices from one rate right plan to another, get some basic billing information, some basic analytics. But a lot of the uh, companies out there don't, one, have the time and, in some cases, the skill set uh, to tie into uh, some of these more legacy-based systems. So, What IoTM has done is they've done all of this for the solution provider community. They've tied into the top providers out there, and in this case thus far, um, they've already deployed onto the Jasper Control Center, uh, which has um, over 30 different operators that use that. Uh, They've deployed into Verizon uh, things Space platform. They've deployed into the Ericsson DCP platform, and as well as the Vodafone GDSP platform. I know a lot of acronyms, but <laughs> when you do that, um, th- this is now allows companies to tie into over 70 different MNO networks throughout the world, and because IoTM ties into the APIs. They're able to pull out analytical information. Uh, They're able to supply all of this information in one single pane of glass. So you can see all your devices, no matter what operator, network, or platform they're on, in one view. But importantly, they do monthly rate plan optimization. So looking at hundreds of thousands or millions of devices, they can move any of those devices to the most appropriate rate plan in that month, So the solution provider pays the lowest cost available. Now, most of these operators that supply uh, connectivity, they allow, they fully allow their customers to do this. But when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of devices, it doesn't mean that it's easy. And IoTM meant to develop a solution that made it easy, zero touch, and on top of all of it, they don't charge for their service um, in the traditional means. It's only based upon how much money they save the solution provider in terms of what they charge for it. So it's completely uh, OPEX neutral. There's no setup fees. There's no real work that the solution provider needs to do. Uh, they just need to supply credentials to IOTM, and IOTM goes in and works all the magic through a series of algorithms and bots that will move devices to specific uh, states based upon the business need.
0: Okay, so that's uh, that sort of uh, edged around what I wanted to, to ask you. Um, in the in the spirit of the show uh I can't let you just talk about the good stuff uh, can you be a little bit more clear about the the revenue model for IOTM how exactly are they going to be if they're not charging in a traditional sense uh to their clients that they're making these connections for how are they making their money is it just a vig off the top of the traffic or what
1: yeah, ba- yeah. So that's a good question. So basically, let's get, take an example. Uh, you are a solution provider, and your bill is $100,000 per month. And let's just say you work on seven different operators in two different platforms. You're probably doing some light optimization today, yeah. and uh, maybe normally your bill would be $110,000 per month. Uh, utilizing the uh, the IOTM platform uh, will go in, uh, tie into all that connectivity. Optimize your rate plans, and let's just say uh, we save you um, $20,000 per month. So your bill now, amongst all those different operators, is $80,000. We'll return the majority of those cost savings uh, to you on a monthly basis, and we will keep the remainder, and then we will continue to run our optimization algorithms every month and we'll supply a report that shows how much is saved, um, not only in that given month, to justify the the continued use of the service, as well as the cumulative amount saved uh, since the engagement began. So it's really just a percentage of the savings, and then the lion's share is returned back to the solution provider.
0: So it's it's funny because it it almost sounds like an, an IoT solution for IoT solutions. (laughs) <laughs> in that you're uh, you're finding efficiencies in a in an inefficient system and uh, uh so you're making your clients more profitable without them having to do extra product or extra work and just taking a little bit of a, a taste of that efficiency
1: that that's correct that's really what it was meant to do and yes. and, and when when I uh When I formally left the space four years ago, um, this is one of the things that a lot of businesses were having a challenge with. You can kind of touch on some of these, but it's relatively labor-intensive in some of these systems. You have to do bulk file uploads. Uh, the the APIs aren't easy to access. There's stability issues. There's a lot of other things sure. going around, and we just wanted to make it easy uh, to perpetuate how successful these businesses can be in the space because connectivity, although important, um, there are other things that they want to focus their time on. Sure, and, yeah. uh And re- reducing the cost there is just another uh, piece of the value chain uh, that was really being untouched before.
0: Um, so adding another platform layer uh which is functionally what you guys are doing uh does two things with respect to security as far as i understand it it both um it needs to be careful about not adding uh points of access and also needs to be needs to act like the most secure sort of firewall point so that the network doesn't become uh more swiss cheese uh, can you talk a little bit about the the security procedures that you guys have have been planning on and and what you're going to be working on there
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, everything that we do is uh, run through AWS, so we have the same level of enterprise-level security that uh, people have come to expect uh, in the industry from a -a software-as-a-service solution. But accessing the data is through the existing uh, user credentials and APIs. Uh, set by the mobile network operators, so uh, we're utilizing the same things that their customers and their internal IT organizations are uh, utilizing today, but just in a more efficient manner. Okay, uh, but that that is, there's nothing changed there in terms of how we access. But we are yeah, utilizing enterprise uh, grade security as we're working with one of the top providers in Amazon.
0: Gotcha. Um, you know you gotta you gotta address that stuff. It's the second thing people are gonna ask. Um, the the one one thing that that this brings to mind and it always comes to mind for me whenever i'm talking about payments and and the as a service model and stuff is because i foresee as more and more of the iot goes to service models and and service providers for um for this sort of thing the the payment models i think are in danger of becoming unmanageable in that you're paying so many different vendors, so many different service contracts, so many different cost structures that you can end up with your IoT solution that was supposed to be more efficient if not create new revenue models, actually becoming a a cost, a hard cost for the company. And um, it seems like part of what IoTM is doing is addressing that risk in that you've got a single point of contact for, your your service connectivity is that accurate that you guys are sort of going to act as that middleman that funnel that will keep the end user from having to worry about 47 different service contracts across their their business well
1: so some of the stuff we're trying to do is to help there in terms of automation like you mentioned but a lot of it also is giving visibility um with some of, with some platforms you don't have a lot of visibility into these devices so what does that mean? Well, we did a uh, we did a survey with uh, folks we know in the industry and what we found was that over 90% of the solution providers out there are over or under utilizing the rate plans that they've sourced from these mobile network operators. That's interesting. So a very very high number there. We've also found that around 12% of the devices deployed are dormant. So what that what that basically means is people are paying a monthly service plan for these devices, but they're transmitting no data.
0: Oh wow! And
1: then and then on top of that, you know, a little under two percent are of the devices are facing some level of connectivity issues. So you put all that together and you multiply it by a deployment size of a couple hundred thousand units, you get such level of complexity and such small uh, amounts of visibility that uh it makes your your management costs and your complexity go up not actually go down. So we've just developed this platform to make it easier to have that visibility and to take a lot of these mundane and non-value creating tasks off the hands of the solution providers and do it in an automated way with bots and algorithms and some AI uh, overlaid uh, to make more informed decisions to let them focus on what's most important to them. And in most cases, it's building their standard product set out or growing their install base.
0: Yeah. twofold question here. Who's your, who's your current customer base? You know, uh, uh, like who are you, what kind of companies are you currently working with and where do you intend to grow? What, uh, what parts of the IoT are going to be uh, looking for solutions like you're offering, and who isn't going to need it?
1: Yeah, so, so the we started with a lot of customers in Europe. Uh, we, we've we gotten a market there with one of our channel partners, Jamalto. Uh,
0: okay. And
1: we, we started there, um, well, one, the company's headquartered. Um, but but two, um, there were a lot of uh, initial customers utilizing the Ericsson as well as the Jasper platform, and those were the first two that we integrated into uh, before we moved into Vodafone and Verizon so really, your traditional um, uh, IOt type businesses, your vehicle tracking systems, your alarm systems you know all all the ones where they 're sourcing cellular connectivity um, but really more importantly, anybody who has more than one data plan and and anybody who uh, sources from more than one operator are a great fit because that's where you start to see the complexity. So we lined up uh, about, we have a little over 30 customers utilizing the solution now in Europe. And now we've begun to extend into North America. So that was the the second phase. The reason we didn't do that was we wanted to to add in uh, the Vodafone component and also the Verizon component because you get into Rogers and Bell and TELUS and AT&T with Jasper in the United States, but a lot of the solution providers uh, buy from Verizon and AT&T. And without having both, uh, we wanted to make sure we built that into the platform first. And that's what I was helping uh, and continue to help the company navigate is uh, having a good uh, product market fit in North America. There's other uh, platforms we're looking at um, that uh, we may add in in the back half of this year, but those core four uh, are the ones that really get us to the 80% of the market, and that's why we started in Europe and then moved into uh, North America.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um, so the the real push is in North America right now. Uh, uh, conversely, a lot of the growth is happening in Asia. You must have plans as a company to make some inroads in maybe India or or China. Uh, are you ready to talk about any of that yet?
1: Uh, not not really at this time. But yep. you know, even with the uh, the four platforms we've integrated to, um, just due to the. Um the amount of uh time and, and deployments that Jasper's done, we're in those geographies already. We just sure. haven't targeted the customer base yet. So gotcha. th- there there's basically no um, you know, continent uh north <laughs> geographic area throughout the world that at least one of those uh you know four platforms hasn't touched, particularly in the case of Vodafone and with um the Jasper Control Center. So right. It's just a matter of time where we expand out a sales force to go after those and or add some key channel partners that may be serving those geographies that want to take it to market, much like we've done with Jamalto uh, in North America and Europe.
0: That makes sense. Uh, so what don't we know about IoTM yet that we should?
1: Um, you know, there there's other things that uh, we're building on to this uh, platform that we hadn't done before one of the things that's also greatly overlooked when you're doing a, a very large enterprise grade deployment on multiple geographies with a lot of different operators is churn analysis um, so we're building in some features that give uh businesses more visibility into how how long are these devices on the network um you, you know what percent is over 36 months what percent is under six months you know life cycle type of uh, management tools yep um, we focused immediately on the rate plan optimization because that's the biggest bang for the buck and that's what gets a lot of people excited because it saves them money right out of the chute. Yep. But when we start, uh, but that only gets you so far. So now we're looking to build other features and modules on this platform to give deeper level analytics into the actual health of the business itself, not just how much you pay uh, your underlying operator for the connectivity. So that that's one thing. The other thing that a lot of people have challenges with is service reliability.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: You know, some of these deployments they will do, let's take a a Vodafone-based deployment. Uh, Not only will you be working on their networks, but you'll also be working on their roaming partners uh, because they don't have network anywhere, but they supply a, a global SIM solution. So some of the things that we like to supply and are building out in the platform right now is uh, service reliability components. So taking a look at devices and what they're doing on the network, not necessarily what data they're transmitting, but what sort of connectivity parameters are important to the business. So are your devices connecting to the network, uh, establishing uh, a PDP context, and then transmitting no data and shutting down? Well, that seems to make no sense. Why would you be doing that, and what can be done to analyze that and supply reporting on it? That's one of the things that we uh, supply inside the platform.
0: Are you getting involved in the actual analytics and reporting process?
1: Yeah, so we have uh, reporting built in the platform that can be exported, uh, but importantly, uh, visualization tools. So, where are you seeing these types of devices establishing these zero-byte sessions? Mm-hmm. What geography are they, list, are, are they doing this in? What operator in what geography are they establishing these zero-byte sessions? We provide a visualization tools so you can see not only when these things are happening, but is the problem getting bigger or is the problem getting smaller month over month? Uh-huh. These are the sorts of analytics that nobody could really see easily. I mean, tangentially, some people might be getting, you know, if you're doing a vehicle tracking deployment and you're getting a lot of uh, complaints coming in from France, you would know that, oh, okay, there there might be network congestion. I might be deploying these uh, SIM cards in an area that doesn't have the best uh, network coverage and maybe I'd need a different roaming partner. But there's no real easy visual or analytical way to see that by supplying a single pane of glass on top of all of the devices deployed and providing visual as well as uh, graphical tools uh, to our users, uh, they're now able to see those sorts of things where they couldn't uh, visualize or report on them before. So that's some of the new stuff that we have coming out that I think will really help the industry, uh, particularly for these multi-carrier and multi-platform deployments.
0: Right. So you're already working with clients can folks uh reach out directly and and start talking about how to to work with you or at least find out more information?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our uh if if you want to, you know, schedule a uh a demo or check out more about the platform, our uh, website is www.iotm.mobi, uh, Mobi. Um you can uh See videos on the site, you can request more information, you can sign up for a free demo, all those sorts of things. One of the cool things that I really like about what this company has done is they supply the initial analysis to anyone who wants to check out the platform for free. Uh, the reason they do this is uh, it's not completely uh, selfless. They I, they, I mean, they clearly want to show the value, but i o t m does not know how much money couldn't be saved uh off yeah. off the cuff we we need to take a look at the data we need to analyze the data, and that's why we supply a free trial because at the end the wait uh, wait, wait, uh,
0: wait 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 are, yeah. wait wait a minute what you're telling me is you don't just Claim to save somebody SMX x fictional number, you actually bother to look into it first and
1: <laughs> I'd, I'd actually love to claim outrageous <laughs> numbers, but in some cases i 'll be honest with the the listeners out there we we we're, we're not going to be able to save something meaningful uh, yeah. to the to the the business. Some um, IOTM solution providers are so dialed in with the rate plan optimization that they don't need that component from IOTM. Um, Other ones only have one rate plan, so they they might not get any financial benefit from the platform, but they might want the analytics. The reason we offer the free trial is we will take a look at all the data and we will – provide an estimate back to the solution provider, showing them that, you know, for X month, we could save 22%. So we'll do that analysis because we don't want to waste anybody's time with going into an engagement and then to find out later that we save them $5 a month. That's not worthwhile. (laughs) So we, we, kind of take, we kind of take a look at the data up front, and then we can provide an estimate based upon what uh, can be saved or what can't be saved. And it's, it's a pretty transparent model in that regard. Now, some people may want to uh, use the service anyway. Even if not, a lot of rate plan optimization can be uh, done because they want the analytics the quality of uh, service reporting and, and those sorts of things. And that's good. Uh, but we like to at least show up front what the anticipated savings are going to be, because that's really what allows um, the, the the folks who source connectivity from the operators get a project like this, uh, you know, uh, greenlit by management.
0: Sure. Um and, uh, listen, five bucks a month is nothing to shake a stick at. If you're willing to, you can evaluate my cell phone and cable uh, plans and see if you can find any efficiencies there. I'd happily take a look at analytics. It's
1: interesting you <laughs> mention that because there were <laughs> firms, you know, going back into the 80s uh, more on the electric that were power brokers. And they, yep. would, they would go out and do similar sorts of things. We're just taking it to a different level and you
0: know, focusing
1: really on IoT devices. Right. But same same sort of principle is leveraging uh, more analytics and insights to allow the business to make informed uh decisions and, and save themselves some money.
0: Right. Uh uh tell us again how uh, how folks can reach out to you and and to IOTM.
1: Yeah, so um IOTM uh, dot M O B I is the website. Couple instructional videos there. Uh there's a web form if you want to get more information and uh you could sign up for a free trial and check it out there. And uh that's the best way to uh get in contact with the company.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Christian. Uh Folks out there, uh, we really appreciate you listening. If you've enjoyed this episode uh, and uh, you want to keep listening to uh, uh, Real World IoT, make sure that you subscribe. And after you subscribe, subscribed, uh, it'd be great if you'd drop us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your favorite uh, free podcasts that uh, help enhance your uh, IoT business, as I hope we've done today. Uh, Christian, it's been really great having you on the show and learning a little bit about, uh, about IoTM. Thanks a lot.
1: Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate the time.
0: Well, folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. Make sure you go online to check out more content on how you can monetize the connected world at 151advisors.com. That's 151advisors.com for all the information and content like this podcast that will help you power your business and monetize your business into the next phase of the IoT. Thank you again for listening to Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. I'm your host, Ken Briota, signing off. See you next time.